think you can probably see how come I read that and then went, wait a minute. It's like the parable of the talents, but yet there's some other stuff in it. It's like it, it's almost there, but the parable of talents, which is told in Matthew's gospel, is a bit different. So, I wonder if on thinking of the parable of the talents, and thinking about how we've just read, what differences suddenly sprung out to you? Did you hear a difference? Yeah. Same thing. You might want to talk to the folk next to you. I'll give you a couple of minutes, actually, to think, right? I could say, can you name three differences? But I'm not going to do that. For a start, there's more than three differences in there. But can you think of a difference? Oh, and by the way, a minor is about one and a quarter pound of silver. So just to give you that extra bit of information, I told you how big the gold talent was. differences that you spotted? Who wants to share a difference? Spot the difference. I feel I should have a big picture up and you mark them off or draw around a circle. We had heard in the parable of the talents about him wanting to become king. Ah, there's something new there, isn't there? Yes, there is, yes. And the, they were all given ten talents rather than different, uh, ten minors rather than different amounts. The, there's the same yeah, the, the ten, it's not very well written but it, it's ten minors that seems to be shared among ten people so they each get one and we see that in the, we kind of see it that the one is taken and given to the person that has ten so they each get one Adam told us earlier how much profit was earned. So there's another clue. In the parable of the talents, two of them double. The one that gets five makes another five. 
The one that gets 2 makes another 2. Here, one of them goes from 1 to earning another 10. There's a huge profit there. And then the other one that we're told about makes... Anything else you notice on that bit? They're given cities. Cities, yes, they're given cities. In, uh, in Matthew, uh, in the parable of the talents, they've got to be given some responsibility. Come, join in, have a good time. But here they're given cities to be in charge of. It's quite a, a big responsibility you know, that they're going to to preside over. Anything else on that? I want to know what happened to the other seven and also the bit at the end when the guy decides to kill all his enemies in front of him. Yeah, there's a significant there's two differences there and is it just a uh, what happened to the other seven? Did the storyteller get bored? You know, he doesn't want the story to go on too long. He wants to speed it up. So he says, there's one that brought back ten. There's one that brings back five in addition. And then he says, another. He doesn't say, and the third one. It's another. So there's seven that are suddenly missing that we don't hear about. Now, whether they made lots of profit, whether they made no profit, we're not told. That's inconsequential. But we can see that everybody's given the same amount to begin with. So what's important is that not everybody makes a vast profit, but you must do something with it, is the example. We've got an example of lots, of a middle amount, and are not doing anything at all. So you have to do something. Um, yes, the end bit. In the parable of the talents, they're thrown out into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm throwing out. But here, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Now that, to me, sounds a bit like as if the king is harsh in the way that that servant and that's certainly something I struggle with you know when I read the parable of the talents I kind of hear Jesus saying uh, putting Jesus into the role of the master 
I hear Jesus saying, you really know me, do you? Do you really know me? And the judgment comes. Here the judgment comes. And it comes to that servant. And it comes to all the others that kind of thought the same way. But although the outcome of the judgment is maybe the same, it's something that I find difficult to hear. But we are reminded that there is a day of judgment that will come. And I don't know whether any of you have ideas of how you equate those bits. But certainly, judgment will come and the Lord will do it. And that's hard. That's hard. There is a sense that this story is being told to prepare people for that day of judgment. That day will come, but what are we doing with it? What are we doing on the journey getting there? Do we have our eyes open to the actuality of the event? To what will happen? There's going to be a king. But some people oppose that. And this opposition, we've said, is something that's, that's kind of missing. That, that idea that he's got to be king and that there are those that actually send a, a petition. And uh, Josephus, uh, in his writing... Um, in his history of these times, tells of a similar story uh, of uh, giving a historical account uh, of someone who was going to be made king and returns bringing a judgment like this because a petition has gone trying to stop him being king, trying to stop him being the ruler. So there's an element of an actual historical event in the telling of this parable. In fact, uh, some commentators say that this is not one parable, but actually two that have been stitched together, rather like two trees growing in very close proximity, such that when you're standing any distance away, the, the trunks have joined and merged. So that what we've got here is a telling of a story, much like the, the story of the talents, but there's another story going on too, uh, another parable woven into it. And uh, the suggestion sometimes comes that uh, maybe the disciples weren't listening too closely 
and we have a story that we can teach from. It is a valuable piece of the Gospels. It is there for learning and growing, of teaching and rebuking, of encouraging. But perhaps the way it was told might not be quite as clear-cut as we put it here. The timing of this parable is crucial to our understanding of it. It comes, as I said, just after Zacchaeus. It comes just after we've seen someone who was thought to be distant, to someone who handled money in a way that was disreputable, handled money in a way that um, he kept for himself and he cheated others. And so we have a story about people handling money, handling gifts. But it also comes just ahead of the triumphal entry. It comes just ahead of the journey Bethany, Bethphage into Jerusalem. Just ahead of everybody declaring that Jesus is the king and shouting out aloud. It started with words saying they were near Jerusalem. It's, uh, it's about a six-hour walk from Jericho to Jerusalem. It's about 20-something, 20, 20 I'll scrub it down. Yeah, about 20 miles, 19 miles maybe. Um, and they're about six hours away, about a day's travel away. They are getting close And the people thought the kingdom of God was going to appear at once, it tells us. But in fact, it's not. The perceptions that people have are not always the right perception. The thoughts of the crowd, maybe even of his disciples, are not the right thoughts. And what he tells the people is that they've got to be entrusted. We are each entrusted with something of the kingdom. Some of the wealth of the person that will be king. The person that knows he's going to be king whether the crowd likes it or not.
that he's not going to be king straight away. Or at least he's not going to return and take his rightful place straight away. And so we have a story saying we've been trusted with something, but don't expect the kingdom to be now. Start bringing something of the kingdom. Because to make those profits, to make the wealth, be it ten or five or a three or a two or a seven or whatever else, the other seven characters that seven characters, I had eight there for did my fingers just now. Whatever else those seven characters are up to, it's got to take time. And so, this is a story that the kingdom won't come at once, or at least not at that time. We each, ten servants, we don't hear about all of them, But lots of servants have got to play a part, not like the three in the parable of the talents. And we all have some sort of equal part to play. Yes, we have different abilities, and the, the parable of the talents tells us that there are different abilities. But this tells us we might not have the same ability, but we all have a part. It also tells us, whether we like it or not, whether the world likes it or not, he will return, for he is king. And there will be a day of judgment. I don't know how you feel about this passage. I've told you already I felt challenged. But it requires us, as Danny was saying this morning, to get the Bible out and to read it. And to see what the Lord's word says. For only then will we learn and grow and know his kingship in the way that we are called to live.